Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Food, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Bow your head, ladies and gentlemen, when you say thy name. Calhoun's on the river. What a sacred place. I got to tell you a quick story. So tonight we're playing music down in the old city, like 9 to midnight, which is going to be wild. But I'm over here tuning my guitar, and I put new strings on it yesterday. Those of you who play know what I mean. You got to give it like a day to breathe, and and I was kind of banging around on it, and uh, and I turned around, Bino, and we have all these people here already. Yes, it's it beautiful. freaked me out. I was sitting there, just kind of playing, having like a moment, and I was in my own little world. And I turned around, I met these two fellows from Virginia, and then this table full of youngsters over here, yeah, and then some other folks, and then we got we got. We got Big Rusty here from California. Never met a quarterback. He from Cali. Never met a quarterback. He didn't. Hey. 
The real games are getting ready to start. Oh, yeah. Oh, people yeah. are here. The boats are here. Oh, yeah. It's time. Yeah, a couple people over there at the uh, Vol Navy were looking at me like, would you please quit playing? So we start just in time here. We're at Calhoun's on the River. This is the place for you to come and enjoy the festivities no matter where you may be, and it is feeling like an SEC game day. Is this our first SEC game day of the year? It is. It is. Not, yeah, and it, it feels is. like it. It feels like it. We'll, either, we'll even welcome South Carolina fans here. Oh, yeah, those are good folks. Calhoun's on the River is the college sports restaurant, America's college sports city. It's our Friday destination around the nation. And i got to tell you, there's no better place to experience the game before, during, or after. All new covered patio where we be. Tremendous televisions here, great sight lines, the whole deal. Uh, right on the Tennessee River, the shadows of picturesque Neyland Stadium. I'll set the scene for you. We're already with a great crowd out here. Wow. And we just opened. Surprisingly easy walk from downtown Knoxville. Vault calls on Wednesdays. Your Tony Basilio show on Fridays. Settle in for your next game day weekend. Here we are. We are at the sports restaurant in America's college sports town. Calhoun's is a taste of Tennessee. We're proud to be here. Doug and Jaxie is here. Good oh, gosh, Bino. The big stars, guy. Big guy. studs, and stallions have come out today. Hey, y'all, I need your help. So I brought some treats, okay? I want everybody to have a treat here that's here i want i want to award the early risers today is bino jeff henderson's birthday hey he does not make a fuss about himself at all i want us to sing happy birthday to a guy who makes me sound smart twice a week now pastor seegers if you're listening to me (laughs) pastor seegers is the only baptist minister i've ever flipped off (laughs) because he said to me but he told me, he said, Tony, I feel very special that you would give me the middle finger, that you didn't treat me any differently than you didn't treat anybody else. Pastor Seegers walked up to me at a remote. It's a true story. And he said, Tony, I got to be honest with you. I got to make confession, one Christian to another. I said, okay, Pastor Seegers, go for it. He said, I only really like your show on Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> I only like it when Bino's on. To which I told Pastor Seegers he was number one. But in the meantime, I got to tell you, we are going to sing happy birthday to my man, Bino. And I want anybody that's here to come up and celebrate and grab a cupcake with us while supplies last. And I just dipped my finger in the chocolate icing of one of them. And I got to tell you, it tastes good. So let's sing on three a little happy birthday to Beanstar. Are you all ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. And a round of applause for Bino. Bless you, folks. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Really do. Thanks. All right. So anybody, hey Josh, come come and come Gibby's out for me. Joshy boy was here, helping us set up today. Brian Brian with a happy birthday to you, Bean Star. Thank you, Brownie boy. Joshy boy is the thirty first. Yep, we'll be celebrating you in a couple weeks. This is Joshy boy, y'all, who calls the show. Mine's the first. We bracket the prettiest month of the year. If that doesn't prove that God has a sense of humor, I don't know what. Well, amen to that. 
Bino, you know what's crazy about this uh, series? And Huguenin's going to join us setting up the college football weekend, but Colin Taylor over at Gamecock Central tweeted this out. I put this at the bottom of Man, a... I saw that. At the bottom of a, of a 4,000-word blog today. And we did have my team... I did nothing today on the blog, okay? But I, I kind of contribute during the week, I guess you could say. I did absolutely nothing today on the blog. Orange Throat carried the day. Then Matt Dixon with what we call Dixon's Distillation. He distills our opponent uh, in, in, in a few words. And nice scene setter for the Gamecocks. Brian Hartman picked some games today. Presented by our friends at Zen Sports. And then down at the bottom, here's a finally for you, Bino. Colin Taylor of Gamecock Central says the following. I thought South Carolina's been like a good little opponent that we've gotten the better of, and away you go. In the last 18 years, since Spurrier got there in 2005, in the last 18 years, uh, each team in this series has nine wins. I can't believe that. We're nine and nine yeah. Nine and nine. Bino, two cupcakes left over, proving God's sense of humor. <laughs> two for you. Two for you. Do you believe that in the last 18 years that series is nine and nine? I just can't believe that. And I don't know whether that says more about them or more about us, but it gets more. But wait, as he used to say in the old Ronco commercials, there's more. Each team is six and three at home. But wait, there's more. South Carolina, over those 18 games, has scored 478 points to Tennessee's 476 points. But wait, there's more. South Carolina has four double-digit wins. Tennessee has three double-digit wins. And if Vegas is right, they're going to send this series off into the sunset with four each if Vegas is right tomorrow. Yeah, it's how even in the um, last twenty years does it feel like it's been even to you? Because it does not to me. I was very surprised by that. I, I think we got so accustomed to running everyone away uh, in the nineties. You know, they beat us in ninety-two the first time, and then it was forever before they beat us again. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a really, really closely contested series, as that proves out. And here's the thing: I didn't know it was that close. Right. Contested. I mean, if you're a Carolina fan driving through town, let's say, I don't consider y'all a rival, no offense, but those numbers say that's a rivalry. When you're 9-9 nine and nine with somebody, yeah. and both fan bases travel, yeah. there's not a lot of hatred there. No. Both fan bases, I think, appreciate each other, because I think both fan bases see a little mirror in each other. Two long-suffering fan bases who really deserve to win more. Yeah. South Carolina, down through the years, has deserved to win more. And Tennessee fans obviously deserve to win more. Yeah, I, I, I worked with several South Carolina fans at yeah. the plant. Good folks, passionate people, uh, probably too forgiving of their program. Yeah. Uh, probably not de as demanding as they should be with their program. But, uh, yeah, it's been... I, I I know how closely it's been contested because they reminded me of it uh -huh. on an annual basis out there at the plant. So. What about a person like me who that that whole thing is snuck up on? Yeah, I, and I it's understandable. It, and I work in it's it. It's understandable. I've been on the air for all of it. Yeah. And the thing I wrote at the bottom of the blog about Colin and Colin Taylor, I love him, and he made a great point. Right? Here's the point. 
not only are the games, not only are the games when you add the score up, not only are the games when you add the score up really, really close, but the games are crazy when these two teams play. Yeah. Tomorrow, Tennessee must, I believe if they want to win the game, start really well. I believe if they let that quarterback get comfortable in that game, I think we'll lose tomorrow. I do not trust the way he's playing, the level he's playing against our our back six tomorrow. No, it's understandable. I'm sorry. I, no, it's 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 understandable. That's still the biggest question on our defense. And uh, and he's the type of guy that can keep a team that shouldn't be in a game in a game and yep. win a game late if you give him one yep. drive to win it. Because the weird thing about him is, those of you who follow baseball, this guy is an MVP candidate playing on a last place team. Yeah. He's going, to, he's going for the triple crown because they're not going to win many. As, I mean, I look at South Carolina's schedule. They don't win tomorrow. They walk out of here two and three. Are they going to win six games? I mean, I don't know. There's six wins on their schedule if you look at it. Yeah. Uh, Let's go through their schedule real quick. You know, tomorrow... So this is a huge game for them. It's a huge game for the Vols. It's a huge game for Tennessee's offense. Orange Throat wrote today, Tennessee's offense is going to break out tomorrow. And they're going to score a bunch. They're going to run the ball on these guys because they can, because you can. Do you, do you feel that, or do you feel tomorrow being a dogfight, like a low-scoring dogfight? What, what's your feeling here? No, I, I, I think both teams are going to score points tomorrow. Um, I had... This one circled coming in yeah. as a bludgeoning. Yes. Uh, I, I no longer feel that way. We're not what I expected us to be. Um, so I no, lo- I no longer feel that way. But I do think there's going to be a lot of points scored tomorrow. Yeah, and tomorrow for me, I've already kind of warped down my expectations for this offense. And I didn't – I'm not trying to belabor a point here, but – to the uninitiated, the Joe Milton thing is just something I never bought into and still haven't. But tomorrow, if you don't put a bunch of points on the board with these guys, you're just not going to do it. Because that's a team defensively just can't, they just can't play. I mean, they don't have the numbers. They don't have the depth. They don't have the team. Mississippi State, who's been morbid offensively, had them running around like with a, like a chicken with their heads cut off, and they were running the ball at them any time they wanted to. That's the thing about South Carolina. You can line it up and take Sampson and run it right at them tomorrow. But what's their schedule, Bino? So they're 2-3 and three right now, speaking of Carolina. And, and if I were them, I would look at this as a semi-gettable game tomorrow, wouldn't you? If I were them. Sure, based on what happened last year. And the way the Vols are kind of uh, playing? Yeah. I, I, I would think they come in here thinking they've got a really good chance to win the football game. Give me their schedule. Let's go LWLW. Hit it. Uh, they play Florida on that, the 14th. That's a loss. Homecoming. That's a loss for them. They go to Missouri on October 21st. What do you think, Bino? Uh, I think that Missouri will beat them. At yeah, Missouri. I do, too. Uh, they go to Texas A&M. Uh, goodbye. Um, Sayonara. Sukiyaki. Play Jacksonville. See you wouldn't want to be you. Play Jacksonville State at home. Who wasn't exactly Sterling Golden last night against Sam Houston on uh, national television. Play Bandy at home. Uh, that's a win for anybody. Farragut High School could beat Vanderbilt right now. Continue. Play Kentucky at home. What do you think? They're going to beat Kentucky in their building? Um, uh, that'd be negative. I, I, 
Kentucky has their number. Yeah. Um, so I would say no. And then they play Clemson at home. Now, Mike Huguenin's going to join us. Pino, that, um, now we did Winners and Losers, which will come up, presented by our friends at Miller Lite after, to, after our festivities today. And we had a spirited discussion. That Kentucky-Florida game tomorrow, to uh, those of us that love SEC football, is going to be so freaking maddening and interesting at the same time. Yeah. Because Kentucky's not afraid of them one iota. No. While we are, yeah. we're totally afraid of those guys. Yeah. And an emailer made a great point. Last year, even when we were blowing them out, we still took the pedal off the metal late in the game and let them have a throw at our end zone. Was it to win the game? It was to win yeah. the game, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and you know, they, they had a longer string of futility with Florida than we did. Yeah. I think they'd lost 18 or 19 in a row or yeah. something until about four years ago. And then they just broke through, and they've been there ever since. Now, it's bizarre. Now they're ex- almost expected to win the game. We'll be expected to win the game tomorrow. I mean, it is utterly – yeah, they're a one-point favorite in their building. So we'll talk with Hughie about that. We'll get his thoughts on the Tennessee-South Carolina game. Uh, the, 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 his thoughts on uh, Alabama. Ole Miss has LSU tomorrow, which is a really – Really, really interesting game because LSU's a team defensively. They're one of these teams that doesn't tackle well. They've got a sporadic quarterback play like a lot of teams in this league do. That might be an opportunity for Lane Kiffin, boy band du jour, to get himself a W tomorrow, Bino. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you have to begin to win some games of that magnitude. So we're going to come back on the other side. Ponder continuance. Mike Hugan and joins. We'll set up the Friday. And then in honor of Bino's birthday, we'll take some scores yes. on the Tennessee-South Carolina game. Take some scores. Happy birthday, Bino edition. Two weeks ago, we celebrated Dewey Warren's birthday. Today, we celebrate Bino's birthday. We continue with more on the other side. It's your Tony Basilio show. We're live at Calhoun's on the River. Come out and see us and celebrate another football weekend. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hey, hun, did you see this Oktoberfest at Riverside Park in Columbia? A what fest? Oktoberfest, Friday, September 29th at 6 p.m. An Oktoberfest in September? It's a fundraiser for Room in the Inn of Murray County. There's even a wiener race. A wiener special race? No wiener dogs. There's food, live music, beer, and even keg roll. Beer? Yeah, local craft beer tastings. Sounds fun. Hi, men. Where do we get tickets? At the gate or on the web at roominthein.co. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah, they're great here at Foodland. This week, we actually have two different sales going on. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, $4.99 a pound, whole boneless pork loins, $2.39 a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. But we also have a $5 Friday sale happening only Friday, and that includes ribeye steaks, $5 each, DiGiorno frozen pizzas, $5 each, and 15-pound bag of potatoes, $5 each. Wow, great deals right there. And like you said, you can get the Friday only, or you can get the whole week going there. So again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Very convenient. Miles, thank you as always. Uh, you got some great deals. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Now joining us, we're live at Calhoun's on the River. This is more than a destination. This, my friends, is what we call a tradition, unlike any other. Jim Nance, eat your heart out. This fellow here with a uh, brave shirt on. Shout out to my Chicago Cub fans everywhere. Y'all are a tradition unlike any other as well. What a bunch of chokers. No offense. I mean, I'm not trying to pour salt in your wounds today, but geez louise. <laughs> you people have invented ways to choke. You, bring the, you bow your head and you say his name. The great Mike Huguenin now joins us another football Friday. Hugie, how we doing, brother? Uh, doing quite well. Hugie, grade the card for me, man. What do you, what do you give the card this weekend in college football? Uh, I think it's a B or B minus, uh, especially in relation to last week, which was epically good. But there's uh, some sneaky good games this week, and I would argue that three of three of them are tonight. So tonight is, is a legitimate night to sit down and watch college football, uh, and a handful of interesting games tomorrow. All right, let's do the viewer guide. For those that are, because we have a home game here, a bunch of people are going to be out and about. This is a great spot here down at Calhoun's on the River, live music tonight. I'm going to be playing a late-night show tonight. My band will be. We're going to go from 9 to midnight, I don't know, midnight 30. We're going to be down in the old city uh, playing at Boyd's Jig and Reel. So. But let's talk about tonight. What do you like on tonight's card? Uh, especially like Utah, Oregon State. I think the the Pac-12 can make a legitimate case right now as being the best league. Uh, the irony, obviously, is this is the last season of the league. But uh, Utah and Oregon State are two good teams. Utah, extremely good defensively. Um, I mean, extremely good defensively. They held UCLA to seven points last week, and holding Chip Kelly to seven points is impressive. Uh, Oregon State coming off a big loss. To Washington State, they got behind a lot and then rallied late to make it interesting. That's a good game. I think Cincinnati BYU. Um, they, they're meeting for the first time as Big Twelve members. Neither one of those teams is winning the league. Uh, I sort of think this is important in terms of will either of these teams get to a bowl game? And there's Louisville, NC State. Louisville brings in a new coach, uh, Jeff Brom. They're throwing the heck out of the ball. Um, and, and looking really good in NC State. Any, any team coached by Dave Doran is going to be really good defensively and really sort of there offensively, and that's what this team is as well. So I think Louisville-NC State has some intrigue as well. And if Louisville can win in Raleigh, I think you start to think that Louisville might be a team that can win nine games. You know, the, the thing about that kid at NC State is, Virginia fans know that Armstrong guy is a horrendous quarterback. And why they – I mean, you imagine going into the transfer portal and getting that guy. That's like buying yeah, a beat-up I mean, used car. Brendan no offense was to great him. in 2021 when Robert oh, sure. and I was his offensive sure, coordinator. Sure. And then an I left last year, and Brendan Armstrong played in an offense not suited for his abilities in NC State. Hires an I this year away from Syracuse. But their offensive line is, is not good. Um, their receiving core is not very good, and Armstrong's having to do too much. I don't think he's that bad a quarterback. I just think there's some things that are some the surrounding 
the surrounding talent isn't helping him. I think if you want to see peak Brennan Armstrong, look at what he did in 2021 when he had two receivers who are now in the NFL and a good offensive line. Well, he cost me money last week, and I think he blows. But, Pino, jump in here with Mike Huguenin. Hey, Mike, I, I, I look at this week's card, and I, I think there are two or three games uh, that Vegas has got listed as double-digit uh, favorites. Uh, that may that could struggle. I, I think this could be a card where you got more close games than you think. One right here in Knoxville, uh, possibly uh, Nebraska and Michigan, and uh, Kansas and Texas. Yeah, can- Kansas is a good team. Uh, they're extremely well coached. Jalen Daniels is a really good quarterback. I mean, a really good quarterback. That's a team that you look at the surrounding talent, and they're okay. Jalen Daniels makes them better. Um, now, two years ago, Kansas beat Texas. Last year, Texas blew their doors off. Um, interested to see if Kansas can move the ball on Texas. I think they can. I just don't think the Kansas secondary can hold up. Um, I think Michigan could shut out Nebraska. I think Nebraska is bad. Um, I don't have any that, – uh, that, that, that's a game that I have zero interest in, I'll be honest. And Tennessee, South Carolina, I think Tennessee's the better team. But, man, Spencer Rattler is playing a lot better than I thought he would. Um, they need, you know, the South Carolina offensive line is a sieve. I mean, I think I could rush. I'm a 61-year-old man with bad knees, and I think I could get to Rattler. That's how bad their offensive line is. Um, they've allowed 17 sacks, so Tennessee needs to be in Rattler's face. If they're not, he, he's this year proven to be, exceedingly sharp he's completed 90 percent of his passes in two games uh one of those was last week mississippi state he completed 75 percent of his passes against north carolina he struggled big time against georgia uh but i don't think tennessee's defense is anything close to georgia so uh i think tennessee is going to be able to move the ball Uh, i think this game is closer than vols fans will want if they can't pressure rattler so that's that to me is the key. I think that I agree with you on this one. I think that could be an extremely close game. I'll tell you this, too, about Rattler. Park on the Tennessee game for a second. Some, some South Carolina fans just walked in here. And, and my, my thing is, if you – it's one thing to look at a guy like at Oklahoma and go, you know, he looks a little petulant and a little childish and kid's 18 years old. That guy has grown up so – much yeah. since then. And, and you know what else? In our business, it's one thing to like have a take and stick to it. But a wise man once said, it's one thing to be wrong. You shouldn't stay wrong. Stay wrong, right. Exactly. And the and truth think- is, about him, Hughie, he is the... I was telling Bino before we started here, just a second ago, that this guy would be like... Because they're tracking not to win a lot of games this year. But if that guy stays upright, he'd be like the MVP in baseball on a bad baseball team. That's what he's like. I mean, he's incredible right now. Yeah, and they don't have a running game or an offensive line, and he's completed 75% of his passes uh, through the first four games, which is obviously pretty darn good. Um, Their defense isn't anything close to elite. He's the one that's keeping him in games. Um he has improved. I think he's been, you know, this is going to sound simplistic, but I think he has been humbled a little bit. You know, losing the starting job in the most quarterback-friendly offense in the country. 
Lincoln Riley's offense is extremely quarterback friendly. Um, but he has grown from it. He's, this is his third offensive coordinator in three years. I think that Lowell Doggins has done a much better job getting Spencer Rattler to play well than Marcus Satterfield did last season. I think uh, Satterfield tried to make Rattler adjust to him, and the Doggins has done the opposite. He looks at, at, at Rattler and says, this guy's a great passer. Um, let's, let's let him rip. Um, and, again, it does help that they can't run the ball. But it, he has improved greatly this year. He seems to be much more even-keeled. His body language used to be bad at Oregon and South, and South Carolina last year. But, you know, starting with the last three games of last year and t- through this, the first four games this year, they got, the kids playing at an extremely high level. Hey, Hughie, uh, another game in the South that's kind of keep your fan base uh, on your side type of game, LSU at Ole Miss. Yeah, that's um, – you know, I was surprised. Ole Miss offense, where was it last week? Um, Alabama totally shut them down, and you know Saban and Kevin Steele were looking to, sh- to shove stuff uh, down Lane Kiffin's throat, and they did. Um you know, LSU's defense, though, I mean, K.J. Jefferson looked like a freaking Heisman winner throwing the ball. LSU's secondary is horrible, absolutely horrible. So Jackson Dart, I think, could have a pretty big day. But uh, I, I don't believe in the Ole Miss defense at all. Uh, I think that Jaden Daniels is going to do some things <laughs> to Ole Miss that, that Lane Kiffin's not going to like. Um, but, you know, Kiffin... For all the praise thrown his way, he's a you know he's a he is a good offensive mind. He has done well in the transfer portal. Maybe it's time to start recruiting at a higher level in the high school ranks. He, he doesn't seem to put any emphasis on that. And given that the state of Missouri, the state of Mississippi produces some pretty high level players, you think that would matter more to him? Um, but you know he's the, you know I think more and more people are realizing he's all flash and no substance. No, I said that, and I'll probably win tomorrow. But I, I think LSU uh, scores in the 40s. I think Ole Miss scores in the 30s. Uh, I think it will be an extremely and highly entertaining game. Mike, old men like me in the Eastern Time Zone don't see a whole lot of Washington football. How good are they? Penix. I love Michael Penix. Uh, Washington is good. That is a phenomenal passing attack. Phenomenal. They have two stud NFL first or second round receivers. They got a number three receiver, Jalen Polk, who would be the number two on a lot of teams and maybe even the number one on some teams. The running game is okay. The offensive line knows it's there to pass block, and the defense has made tremendous strides in one year. They went to the portal and got some key guys, including Jabbar Muhammad, a corner from Oklahoma State, who's good. Um, that that is, they're, I, I love watching Washington play. Because they remind me, you know, they're, they're, Michael Penix is in the shotgun. He gets the snap, drops back three yards, and throws it 40 yards downfield. I love watching them play. I think they are the best team in the Pac-12 right now. You know what they remind me of when we watch them offensively? Tennessee's team last year. They're just playing a different game than everybody else. Yes, that Kellen DeBoer guy is kind of ahead of people. And they, they, they've got this transfer quarterback, kind of like our guy who had some knocks on him, uh, like Hooker. When he went out there, and I mean to tell you, they, when you watch them, 
they get off that bus scoring, and they're throwing that ball long, and they don't care who you who you are. I'm telling you, man, that pack, whatever they call themselves, that pack conference this year, that is going to be late October, early November, when those the good teams in that league start playing each other. That is going to be one fun deal. Yeah. But let's, it, it really is, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, pack it in, ten. Pack it into the bottom. That's a really good league. I mean, Stanford's not very good. I don't know how good right. Arizona State is, but right. it's they got some fun teams. They got some really high level quarterbacks. They got a, a lot of forward thinking coaches when it comes to offense. Now, and they also got Utah, which is fine playing 1980s football because we can bludgeon you to death along both lines of scrimmage. That, and maybe when they get Cam Rising back, though, they do start throwing the ball more. But that is a highly entertaining league. Um, you know, Oregon week. Oh, my God. Um, they, they got off the bus scoring, and they were obviously ticked off, and they sent Colorado home with their tail between their legs. But, you know, Oregon State, Washington State, Washington, UCLA can play offense. I know they didn't last yep. week. USC can play offense. Arizona throws the ball around with Jaden Delora. Shador Sanders yeah. is a good quarterback, even though no one blocks for him. So that's a really fun league to watch with a lot of really good quarterbacks. Yep. Hey, Hughie, if you hear it in the background there, the lean train <laughs> is going by here at Calhoun's on the River. And you'll be very surprised. There's some. It looks like there's some, some coal and some uh, other materials, some metals on that train. Not a signature win, though. The lane train does not have a signature win on it. Because guess what? Lane Kiffin doesn't win signature football games. Isn't that really a funny thing about him? You were talking about his recruiting. He gets all this media attention, but they never win these games of consequence, Yugi. No, they, no they're, they are fun offensively, um, but there is a shallowness, I think, to, to that program. Um, I think you have to have some semblance of, we are going to recruit at least in our home state, but I don't really ever see that point of emphasis for for Kevin. Yep. He has done really good work in the portal. So hey, he's shiny. done as good a work as Mike Norvell. Nope. So, the lane train um, is shiny, Kip. It's shiny. It's running on the tracks. It's probably running on time. But one thing about the lane train out there, right in front of us, the Calhoun's on the river, it's not going to have on board a uh, a signature win. No, Mike. I, I heard a, uh, I, I heard what I thought was a pretty good comparison last week um, when Clemson and Florida State were getting ready to play, Boy, and all game. all of the conversation was about uh, this is transfer portal versus development. And I heard someone say, you know, they think that both can work. That that one is like going out in Major League Baseball and building your team based on free agents, and another is one about taking your farm system and bringing people up and developing it. Uh, I, I thought that that was a pretty good comparison of what's going on at those two schools. Yeah, I think so. I think I think um, Dabo is going to have to adjust. You know, he, he has come out. He doesn't like NIL. He doesn't like the portal. Well, then either he needs to adjust or realize that he's going to be going 7-5, and 8-4. and four. There's nothing wrong with being a developmental program like Clemson traditionally has been. But in this new era, what's wrong with being developmental plus going out and finding four or five guys you can bring in and who can make a 
strong impact, either as starters or key reserves. You can't tell me that the Clemson coaches after last season sat down and said, well, you know, our receivers are young, but we're developing them in the right way. We don't need to go out and get any receivers out of the portal. And then you watch them play last week, and you realize, how can Clemson not have a receiver who scares any opposing defensive coordinator? And that's what it's come to. Um, you know, FSU, I think, is a little bit the other way, though. I think they, I think they started 17 transfers last week. Some of them have been there for a while, including Jordan Travis. But at least Norvell's got a top five or six recruiting class coming in next year. So he realizes, okay, I had to rebuild quickly. I don't get – you can do both. You don't have to be one or the other. To me, it's best to be a mix of a developmental program, i.e. putting a huge emphasis yep. on high school recruiting, and then going out and signing five, six, seven guys in the portal, maybe even eight, because you can yeah. always find an experienced player – who can help your team at at a certain position? You know, maybe you don't go out and get a receiver who's going to be your number one guy, Clemson. But you can go out and get a receiver who's been around for four years and has caught 125 passes and is a great possession guy, or is a speed merchant and that's all they can do. But still, take the top off the defense. You got to respect him. You look at this Clemson receiving core. There's no one who scares you, and that's that's. And Clemson could have won last week anyway. And Dabo, I'm sure, would have said, see, we know what we're doing. But they didn't. Now they're 8-2. and two. I'm sorry, they're 2-2. They're two and two, And you wonder if they're going to lose at least once more this year, maybe even twice more. Pretty remarkable. As Mike Hugan joins us, he's our Friday date. Don't take us to week 11 already. Yeah, Mike's <laughs> really, uh, Hugie's really wanting to uh, fast-forward things here. Hey, speaking of which... Tennessee cannot. They get on the field with Florida, and for whatever reason, they just blink. I mean, I, I, I face facts, right? That game that Tennessee played in Gainesville, is, it makes last year's South Carolina game look acceptable, okay, for a ten, from a Tennessee perspective. They just couldn't get out of their own way. We were behind the sticks all night. One mistake after another, after another, after another. Just we're not the Josh Heupel coach team we've seen. Kentucky goes into tomorrow, a slight favorite at home against Florida, and it is bizarre to me that I think Kentucky's going to win that football game. What do you think yeah, about I think tomorrow's that's game? Yeah, think possibility. Florida's lost two in a row to Kentucky. Um, Kentucky's offense hasn't been consistent at all. They have hit the big play. Um, you know, Devin Leary has two fast wide receivers, the Barry and Brown kid who's from Nashville, and if you're a Vol fan, why didn't he look at you know, Whatever. Um, because the, t- the Kentucky offense compared to the Tennessee offense is not even in the same stratosphere in terms of what they want to do. But um, Kentucky is a solid defensive team. Florida has trouble going deep. Um, I can uh, Yes, I can see Kentucky winning. I think there's, there's a reason that the, the Wildcats are favored. Uh, and the game being in Lexington, obviously, is a huge advantage for UK. Hugh, yeah, it's incredible, man, that, that we're all three of us think Kentucky's going to win that game tomorrow. I mean, it's just nuts. But it kind of speaks to what you have in the Southeastern Conference right now, which is you've got a Georgia team that we kind of think is great. Kind of think, if, you're right. You're right. But you if know. they stumble, if they stumble along the way here, which they might, if they stumble along the way. You might be looking at a league without a playoff entrant. 
That just yeah, didn't seem possible. You know, Georgia, they're they're four and zero, and they've looked they've looked dominant at times. But then you take a step back and realize they haven't dominated anybody good. I mean, UAB, um, South Carolina, South Carolina is their best win. Um, it's it's interesting, and I think they they have not played a complete game, but they haven't had to play one, and I'm not sure when they will have to play one. So, you know, they got Auburn tomorrow. Oh, my God. If Georgia shows up, if its defense shows up and wants to make a statement, Auburn ain't going to get 100 yards offense. Auburn has played two Power 5 teams. In those two games, Auburn has thrown for 150 yards total. They're atrocious, man. They are atrocious. They have three quarterbacks and not one SEC caliber. And you look around the league, and that's, Part of the there's not you know Connor Wegman getting hurt that's gigantic because yep. I think he's a good quarterback. Milton's inconsistent. Devin Leary's inconsistent. Graham Hurst oh, actually has played okay. Rattler yeah. has played much better than expected. Um, the Alabama quarterback situation is not good. Jaden Daniels is good. Jackson Dart laid a gigantic egg last week. Will Rogers is still adjusting to a new offense. KJ Jefferson lacks consistency. The Vanderbilt quarterback situation is, is horrendous. Missouri's is okay. I mean, the, the problem, I think, the SEC is there's not a lot of really high-level quarterbacks. And, and Georgia it does does by far look to be the best team on paper. But they haven't played anybody yet. And you're right. If if they lose a game in the regular season, yes. it's not going to be to a team that's in the top five or six or even maybe even in the top ten. So... It, it, that's going to be exceedingly interesting when everything plays out. Now, their roster hey. is really good, but I, I don't know how anybody can look at Georgia and say for sure, oh, I know this is a, this is a high-level team. You can't know because they haven't played anybody, nor do they play anybody until November. Hughie, you're my main man. On the way out, Tennessee's line has climbed to like 12 and a half, which is remarkable to me because, I mean, offensively, I – I don't know that I trust us to beat somebody in this league no, by two I, touchdowns. I, the, but I, think, I, I think the Vols win. I take the points. You think that, so? You would play South Carolina and the points, or you take Tennessee in the cover? No, I would Tennessee take, I would win. Take the points. I would take South Carolina, Tennessee to win, and the South 12. Carolina to cover. Bino, what do you think? What would your inclination be? Yeah, if 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 I weren't a Tennessee fan, uh, I would I would take those twelve and a half. It's pretty incredible. I mean. Uh, I don't know that I see. I think I, I think all three of us agree, which means if you're listening, fade us, fade yeah, us. Don't, don't listen, exactly. Go the other way. Hey, Hughie, anything else you'd care to add here on the way out? You've yes. been a gentleman, a scholar. Notre Dame Duke. Um, oh, wow. I'm interested in seeing how Notre Dame bounces back. And, and get this, this, is, this will be Notre Dame's sixth game of the season. So that means by the not, tomorrow night, September 30th, Notre Dame's season will be half over after the end of the first month, because they played that week zero game. Um, and presumably um, they will have 11 guys on the field on every play, but that's, that's embarrassing. Wow. Um, and so, so was Ryan Day's reaction, yelling at an 87-year-old man. And, I, and who was correct, by the way, because when Michigan beats Ohio State, they bullied them. And Ohio State is not the most physical team. And I don't get why Ryan Day thought that needed to be handled in the manner in which he handled it. It's uh, It was a pretty absurd week in college football, and he won a game by the 
skin of his chinny-chin-chin with a team that played bully ball with him, just like Lou Holtz said they were going to, and they had to have two consecutive plays the other team did with ten men on the field. I mean, you cannot. And somewhere in college football, you got that coach at Notre Dame making millions of dollars. He's got all these high-paid analysts, and nobody can count to 11. I mean, what are we, like, you can't make that up. And then you've got Ryan Day at the end of that game who comes out ripping this guy, kicking, kicking an extra. It's the only way the team can get back in the game, Bino, is to kick an extra point. Yeah, I, I was, I'm yelling at the TV. I didn't care who won, but I'm like, how idiotic are you? Just take the snap and fall down. The game's over. Don't give them a chance to block the kick and run it back. But little did we know that there was more to the equation because he was getting ready to give an interview within 30 seconds, ripping an 87-year-old man. And I guess who, that means that he you know, listens to Pat McAfee because I don't—I hadn't seen one word about Lou Holtz talking about Ohio State. But well, he looks like the type of guy that would listen to Pat McAfee, well, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate you, Hughie. Thank you, my brother. Good talking <laughs> to you. Because I don't know who in the world would listen to that damn brain donor. It's a tough thing, Tony. His 15 minutes of fame. That McAfee guy is a brain donor for 20. But, you know, it's going to be, it looks like a B, B-minus card. Why do I think we're going to see some wacko things tomorrow? Yeah, I, I, I think we are, Tony. I, I think there's some uh, teams that are catching quite a few points tomorrow that are going to be in the game light. Dogs are going to hunt. I just hope it doesn't happen here. No. Me too. The, um, the one thing I feel good about Tennessee from a betting perspective yeah, is yeah. outside of Florida, yeah. when a fairly big percentage of our fans oh, are scared good. about the line, Ooh. generally it turns out to be correct. You know, we just got downwind of something, and it smells unbelievably good out here. That is cruel, man. <laughs> cruel, cruel, cruel. You see where Florida is an underdog to Kentucky tomorrow for the first time in 34 years? Wow. I didn't realize it had been that long. And that was right around the time Florida bottomed that deal out. Um, wasn't Didn't Don DeVoe end up as their um, interim coach that year? Let's uh, Let's do this. We'll come back on the other side. He was their interim coach right in that period. Uh, no, no joke. It was right around, I think it was a couple years later. But Who was their interim coach right before Spurrier got there? Do you remember? Because it was Galen Hall, and then they got rid of him. There, something happened there, and they finished that last year. I think it was 89. They finished that last year. They had that quarterback running around running for his life. I can't remember, Tony. I know. I can't remember how I got here today. Brian Hartman will remember it, though. I He'll, do remember Don DeVoe went down there to Florida. And, he did, right? And Dwayne Shintzis left him. They were, they, were, they were buddies. They were buddies. That was his kind of player, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. As we take a brief time out and come back, the Vol Navy's here in earnest today. Hey, uh, we've got some South Carolina fans here today. Hey, y'all, let's give these South Carolina fans a Tennessee round of applause and a warm welcome here. Appreciate y'all being here. I want you guys to have a great, great visit. It's our last time playing y'all for several, several years, and the winner tomorrow ought to get the trophy. Ought to keep the trophy since it's, um, what do we say it was, 8-8 eight and eight in the last 16 years? The winner gets yeah. a trophy tomorrow. 9-9. Nine nine. Or 9-9, nine nine, I'm sorry. Since Spurrier got there. In the last think. 18 years. We'll take a brief time out. We continue. Upon our continuance, I want to hear from you for the first time today. 
and throughout the rest of the day. So let's load them up at 865-200-5402. We're live at Calhoun's on the River, the showplace of college football after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take five is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take five is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take five, the stay in your car 10 minute oil change. They're faster than you think. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Field working their way off of turn number four. Green flag in the air. Round of eight continues at Talladega Super Speedway. Into the wall and then gets clobbered by Dean Thompson at the exit of turn number four. Who will join Corey Heim in the championship four? Corey Heim, he punches his ticket to the Phoenix Championship. It's the Love's RV Stop 250. Saturday, September 30th at 11.30 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Back, hour number two, Calhoun's on the river, where we be. We got some dignitaries in the crowd today. Rusty's out there running his yapper, (laughs) um, who I love, but boy, Owen... I want to thank um, I want to thank Owen today, up in Bean Station, and Justin, the Kitts brothers, for bringing me a nice A's cap. I've always wanted. They've always heard me talk about that. That I love those colors, and so I'm rocking the cap they gave me. And Bino, what did you say about the hat before we go back to the phones? What size is it, Bino? B H. You're a clown. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us, thank you for that. Also, other dignitaries that are here, I want to welcome Wichita Ken and his crew uh, that are here with Connexials My Twenty ELD, a uh, proud sponsor of the program and all they do to keep our roadways safe and efficient. Thank you all for being here today. Absolutely next level. Interesting weekend of college football in store. If you want to get in, 865-200-5402, the number. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. Bino, what's your excitement level for this game tomorrow? Uh, it is uh, off the charts, Tony. Yep. I've been pointing to this one. I've had this one circled since that debacle last year. As I told you, I've got some, I've got some good friends that are South Carolina fans uh that uh and I need to uh I need to give the uh spatula trophy the Ryan Tannehill trophy back to my buddy it goes to uh goes to the loser of the game you know I, that that literally I'm could, tired of having it well your scenario if I'm a South Carolina fan my greatest fear is that Tennessee feeds off what happens last year yeah and they put 21 quick points on us yeah and we're sitting there debating whether or not to watch the rest of it, go out for a night on the town, and enjoy ourselves because they ain't gonna be enjoying that game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could I could see a '93 type situation yeah. where we just like we pressured Tanny Hill to the point to where yeah. their offense just could not compete. Yep. Uh, and uh, I I could see a similar thing happening tomorrow night. But but you know what else? The neg of all in me sees our offense goes out there and kind of 
does what we've been doing. Yeah. And we take a few series off, and that game's kind of a game at halftime. Yeah. And, and if that's the case, if that's the case, then we're going to be sitting there really sweating in the fourth quarter. That's definitely possible. No question. No question. It's Because uh, this team's not last year's. I think we've all come to the conclusion we're a month into this thing. Last year's offense isn't walking back through that door. They're just not. No. And that's okay. No. We, Win games. I think it's, uh, what, Teddy Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of joy. Wow. There's no reason in the world to Where'd compare this offense to last year's. It's never going to be. It's never going to be. But it has it has the capability to be pretty good, to be pretty good. We've got to play four quarters for a change. You know, I've told my wife that down through the years, she compares me to some of her former boyfriends. Comparison is the thief of joy. Words to live by. <laughs> it's good for guys like you and me. Huh? You, you better believe it. <laughs> Let's go back to our phones. Here's what we're doing in honor of Bino's birthday. Because we did it last week ago for, we had a false start at Swamp Rat Dewey Warren's birthday. We're going to take some scores on this game. And kick it around. By the way, we've got an Orioles fan here, Bino. Congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles. We got an Orioles fan over here. Absolutely. Hey, uh, hey, listen, I love your I love your baseball fans in Baltimore. Me I too. respect that. You guys are long and you deserve it. You deserve it. And then you got a Cubs fan right next to you. A hey, tough week in Atlanta. Now we're we're Vol fan. We understand, you know, what it's like to be tortured. That was torture. This this week in Atlanta, my heart goes out to you. Bino, are the Cubs going to make the playoffs? In your humble opinion, they're at Milwaukee this weekend, and the Diamondbacks are playing. Diamondbacks have somebody that's it's kind of a competitive series. The Marlins go to Pittsburgh. The Diamondbacks are in Chicago. The Marlins are in Pittsburgh. The Diamondbacks are playing the White. The, the Marlins, the Marlins could sneak right in there and grab that number two spot. It looks like to me. Diamondbacks play Houston at home, not week. That's right. I knew that. I knew they had a competitive something or other. The Diamondbacks did. I, I'm going to say the Cubs uh, sneak into playoffs. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to uh, congratulate our Oriole fan buddy here. Yep. Uh, they may be a division rival, but yep. uh, they're the one division rival that I would pull for going forward. I hope they win the whole thing. Win the whole thing, Orioles, if my Phillies can't. I hope they win the whole thing. What? You're on cheer for my Phillies. Let's get your cardio not in Indonesia in here. Line open at 865-200-5402. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, I won't take long. I'm just going to take a second. But I'm glad to hear you say what you said about Pat McAfee. Has anybody seen him on that new show that ESPN gave him? I don't watch that. Hey, well, every time I see it come on, I immediately change the channel. But my question is, does that idiot have another shirt other than that damn black tank top he wears every He's day? He's wearing it right now. He oh looks like, oh, God, what was the lady's name? Oh, God, well, that lady, that, the lady politician that wore the black, um, she's from Massachusetts or up in that, Elizabeth Warren. He dresses himself like Elizabeth Warren every day. Congrats to him. I mean, Pat McAfee, I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't get it even a little bit. And, and, and let's rip ESPN while we're at it. 
they had the greatest show ever, greatest sports talk show ever on TV, and that was the Mike and Mike show in the morning, and they just completely blew that thing up. And well, uh, Green, Greenberg blew that up. Greenberg's ego, he 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 put the knife, he put the knife right in Golick, right in him. Boy. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know he did. And now we, I think we all see who was the one carrying that show, and that was uh, Golick. I'm not Plus, a big Greenberg uh, fan either. ESPN, I, I, okay. I take that or Greenberg's leave it. I mostly horrible. leave it. Greenberg's horrible now. He 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 acts like a complete idiot on that on that Get Up show now. I don't and, look at um, it. Watch yeah. it, Pino. You watch ESPN. I I don't watch any. I watch live sporting events on ESPN, yep. and that's it. The fake argument shows because that's all they are. I watch a little bit of game day on a Saturday, yeah. but that's that's it. Yep. Well, they complete, completely made an idiot out of your former center and next head coach there, Bino. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Twice He's on a, a Sunday. Idiot. All he wants to do is scream and holler and try to dance. Him and him and Greenberg are proof that white men can't dance. Well, I'll say this. I'm glad Saturday's back on the show. Gah! And not on your sidelines. <laughs> hey, you guys got a nice young coach. Yes, do you we know? do. We do. Colts have a nice young coach. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate that. You're very welcome. From the Eagles. Yes. All right, guys. That's all I had. I just wanted to rip. Give me rip a give me old. a score prediction in honor of uh, Bino's birthday party. Come on now. I'll go. You're out of here. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't do score predictions. You See, you're out of here. Stick a fork in him. <laughs> Thanks, Jeeker. No small guy tactics for him. 865-200-5402 if you want to jump in. Yeah, the whole ESPN culture, I don't know. It's not for me. Yeah. But because um, I'm, I'm of the people, man, the people down here. But, you know, when I turned around today and I was kind of fooling around my guitar, because I put new strings on it yesterday. Those of you who play know what I'm talking about. I had to give it like a good 30-minute go just to get it all stretched out. I could not believe the number of people that were here at literally, literally three minutes before 11. Yeah. Could not believe it. Yeah. Could not believe it. Just a great, great crowd. People are ready, Tony. And you and I were talking off the air how much of a blessing is it for us to get a chance to be here? Oh, Tony, this, this, you know, you you said it. That this is what it's all about, right here. It's, it's, it's not as much about the outcome yeah. of the game. We all want the outcome of the game to come, but th- this is what's community. a blessing, right here. Yeah, this the is, community. Yeah, th- this is what's so precious about it. And I want to welcome Kristen here. She's the voice of TLD Logistics Overdrive. All right. Overtime. Kristen, stand up. Yeah, she says, no, this is my voice right here of TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime, y'all. She didn't want me to do that. We love you, Kristen. Great to see you. She goes, overdrive, overtime. <laughs> so let's go back to the phones. She goes, no, I'm not standing up. Kristen, we love you. Back to the phones we go. I guess you got to take them as you get them. Vandy Joe, welcome in. Dino? Dino. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Vandy Joe. It's the first of the month, right? The birthday? First, 
First of the month, Bendy Joe. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Happy birthday early, my man. Oh, I appreciate that. Thanks. Hey. It's good to have another. October birthday to another. Mine's the end of the month. Great, great people are born in October. (laughs) I'm like. I'll go with that. Hey. Reprobates like Tony, what what do you think? He's got a Christmas birthday, I think. Isn't that true, Tony? Literally, literally, with nobody cares. So, what's on your mind today? Well, I think tomorrow's game's going to be interesting for you guys. I mean, you got Jekyll and Hyde on both sides of the field. Uh, you, you don't know yes. what you're gonna. You don't know what you're going to get from either side. People that bet on the Mars game, I do want to read the hotline, too, about gambling problems, Vino. <laughs> I, I kind of feel that. And I know people will do it just to have a little fun with the game tomorrow, but I'm talking about real money. How do you get a feel for that? And that line keeps getting bet up, and at what point do you go, hey, whoa, 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 12 and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's getting close to that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's got to be close to that. It's a, you know, well, the, the smart the smart players like Nashville Lee will come in late and, and they got a side, and I guess they're wait, I guess players. they're waiting to, to to bring in the smart money at the end. That'll be the interesting side of it. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Am I wrong, Bino? No, I'm, I mean, your your pros generally get in early and then maybe get in again late try to middle the thing from time to time. But, uh, I, you know, this, this line has been – there were some places where it opened at 13, and then at one point it was 10, and now it's back to 12 and a half. So it's kind of back where it started, basically. So, Well, I'm wondering if they're going to bet it up above 13. I don't think so. I, I'd say that right now is as high as you're going to see that go. Because I think the public's going to be. I think the public's going to be all over South Carolina at at close to two touchdowns. The truth about South Carolina is their defense is really, and they'll tell you this: their defense is really bad. They're bad in space. But I don't know. Matt 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 Dixon made this point. This Leggett guy, and they throw him those underneath routes. We've never defended that well. And well, I'm going to tell I mean, you something. He gets that ball in space and gets he's a gone. gets yeah. a step. He's gone. And they don't have Juice Wells, who's their top playmaker. Oh, look at him! He's so cool looking. <laughs> Peters is so cool looking. Oh. But yeah, they don't have uh, Juice Wells tomorrow, and I'm still scared. I'm still scared of it. Well, Leggett you know, makes it makes it Leggett makes it that way because if if you've got a leaky pass defense uh, and don't defend wild, that man. well, yep, you got a problem. And Rattler, you just don't know what he's going to do. Joe, they got a horrible a offensive line. I mean, I, I me think you guys have got a real chance of winning. Give me a score prediction. Hit it. Thirty-four uh, thirty. You're the man. Thank you. If it's thirty-four thirty, I'm not. I'm not going to handle that very well. I'm looking for a one-sided game tomorrow. Before we get the Tritown Trey in here, I was just giving Kristen a, a shout-out, the voice of the TLD Logistics overdrive, overtime. Here he is himself, Mr. TLD Logistics, Shim Peters to you. How we doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? Now, 
they tell me that you're a guy that's got the southern Boston accent. You mix the southern with the Boston unlike any other. Now, look at this. You and I survive. How blessed are we? I come from Philadelphia. You come from up there in Beantown. How blessed are we? And we both have God's placed us here. How blessed are we to be a part of this? Look out here today, man. You know what we say, Tony. Yeah. We weren't born here, but we got here as soon as we could. Boom! <laughs> Amen to that, brother. We were not born here, but we got here. As Is there anything like? Because you, you tell your friends this, right? I tell my Eagle friends this. And a couple of them are coming down for the uh, Texas A&M game next week, I, a couple weeks. I can't wait to see them. And I told them they got to get out of here on a Friday do the whole shebang. Is there anything like a South- Southeastern Conference Tennessee football weekend, in your humble opinion? Absolutely not. The only thing close only thing. is the SEC baseball weekend. He loves his SEC baseball. That's There's the a, only thing that competes with here that. that love their Tony Vols, but you are right. This thing here and what it means to people and the passion and pageantry of our fan base from now till kickoff tomorrow, I mean, look, if you're listening to me and you're working right now, you have my permission to go ahead and knock off. You do not need to be productive for the rest of the day. If you're supposed to work tomorrow, take the day off and enjoy the football weekend because that's what it's all about. But thank you, my man, for everything you do for us. Give me a score prediction on what we're going to see tomorrow. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to ring up about 38. And I see South Carolina 14, something like that. 38 to 14. We do not have that one. Thank you, brother. And a hearty go balls to you. You got it, brother. You're my man, brother. And that's my man. You, you, You bow your head when you say his name. The great Jim Peters, TLD Logistics Online, TLDLogistics.com. And uh, we've got all the transportation folks here today, Bino. We've got our friends out there from Connexial, My20 ELD. We've got the uh, TLD Logistics folks. So great day to be in transportation, Beanstar. Yes, sir. Back to the phones we go. Speaking of which, Tennessee tomorrow ought to do it on the ground. They ought to do it on the ground tomorrow. That's how you take pressure off that quarterback. Yeah. Do it on the ground. And that team, you can run on them. Why wouldn't you, run, why wouldn't you feature Dylan Sampson tomorrow? No, I, I, I mean, that's, that's the approach. Yes. And then, uh, you know, Hopple's offense has always run the football pretty well, but yep. it's, it's, it's never been run first, throw second. I run first tomorrow. Yeah. Run I've, to throw tomorrow. Yeah. Give, uh, that, that'll, help, that'll help Joe a little bit, too. Yep. Let, him, let him throw – until they decide that they're going to take it away, let them use that wide receiver screen out there as a running game, and then play action. Run to throw, run to throw, run to throw. Draw them up, make them use more people than they want to to stop the run, and then throw it over their head. Tritown, Trey, welcome in. Tritown, how you doing? Hey, fellas. Yeah, Tony, I don't know if you were talking about your guitar rig or another kind of rig. You said you got to work at it for 30 minutes before you uh, stretch it out. It was my strings, man, you clown. But I appreciate you asking. What a clown. Um, Hey, man, well, between the Cubs and Braves, one of them, between my Cubby Bears and the Bravos, somebody had to choke yesterday. But I think if the Cubs can sneak in, man, you never never know they're a young, dangerous team. Kind of like your Phils last year. I think they could just kind of make some noise just if they can get in now. I don't even – they might have fallen out of the wild card. 
You know, the nature of the baseball thing, and we saw this a couple years ago with Notre Dame, you just never know where it's going to come and where it's going to go. You just never know. The schlubs have, what, Pittsburgh this weekend? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 the, and then you got I, Arizona the out there. Milwaukee hosts the That's Cubs, right. And the Pirates host the Marlins. The Diamondbacks host Houston. And Arizona's out there, yeah. Arizona's got it's Houston. Brutal. Houston needs to win these games to get in. The Reds have St. Louis. Uh, the Reds are yeah, done. The Reds. the Reds are, the Reds are the Re- for whatever reason, they're done. But it is an interesting weekend. And then when the playoffs start next week, here's the thing that gets me, right? The Braves have shut it down for a month. You know this as a Yankee fan. Sometimes it's hard to restart that engine. Bean Star? Yeah, you just can't flip the switch, so... Is it, is it three teams that get in in each league? Is that right? And the wild cards? Yes, three wild cards in yeah. each league. Yeah. Okay. So it's four for three right now. Four for three yeah. is what we're looking at. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. I hope they, you know, at least they're at least they're mediocre. But, you know, it's just wild how you look at the you know, the Cubs or might sneak in a few games over, and then you look at the AL East or I think it was some of the other AL divisions. And it's just bizarre how some teams might not get in. But anyway... Hey, I'll tell you this. Hey, the Cubs have Kamal Haddon in right field. <laughs> the angles that oh, dude uh, takes on baseballs. <laughs> I mean, Suzuki, fielding is optional with him. Glavin last night said if that guy, you know, there was a ball hit near the wall. He just decided I'm going to let it play off the wall. Glavin said I would point at that guy if I, if I was pitching. <laughs> that's one dude almost worthy of being shown up. Yeah, I mean, when you when you whiff the day before, uh, you better be running through the wall the next day. And he literally went like, yes, he just stopped, and he could have caught the ball. I mean, Major League Baseball, the ball's in the air. you got to go get it. Yeah, but one last thing on baseball, guys. I, I don't know if you, if you saw, but first time since 2017 in six years, the baseball ratings are the highest you know, aggregate with the new rule changes. So I think, you know, moving in the right direction there. Well, what we've done in baseball is we've made rule changes to make the sport better. What we've done in college football is we've sold the fans that we're going to have shorter games, and they're not shorter. You've just taken football from us. Yeah. And, and, and baseball truly has shortened their game and made their game better. All, all we've done is given Eddie Powers more opportunity to walk out on the field with that sign and stand there for three or four minutes. God, being a singling the man out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it was, I think it was Hypel Sooners when he was the OC there. They were something, or maybe it was Leach as the OC, but they were, they threw the ball 76% of the time, just nuts yes. in the air raid. But it, people yes. forget last year how much we ran the ball, but I agree with you guys. I think we need to run right at them first. Um, you know, I don't think they have any special defense. I haven't watched them this year, but. You know, I just don't trust our – you know, I was listening the other day to uh, Watson Brown saying, like, something about intermediate passes, but it seems like, you know, at Florida we were either taking shots downfield or we were throwing these little swing passes or screens. And, and I know those are safety calls, but, like, you know, when it's like third and 12 and you're throwing that, you know, you just got to hope for a, to break a tackle. But what I don't understand – and maybe I misunderstood him. He, he knows what he's talking about, but he, why can't we do a lot of what we're doing – you know, intermediate throws. Why can't we throw it across the middle or, you know, out in the flat? Just throw like a um, 
a slant or something. I don't know, just throw a 10 or 15 yard pass or even a five, five yard dump off. Why do we, I, I don't know. It just seems like we don't really, Carolina, we're either throwing they, uh, a deep ball well, or we're just throwing some weird swing. Trey, give me, give me a score prediction, my man. I got 35, 24 balls. And real quick, Tony, I think if it's fourth and one, uh, we need to line up, get right behind center and push forward to get those six or seven inches. You know, that's what she, oh. you happen to be the man. Much love to you, much appreciation, and you have a Dwight Goodone. And, Brian, please don't let that happen again. God bless you. That's your, that's your, that's your final warning. You have no idea how loud that is here. You're going to get Bino and myself decapitated if that happens again. Of, of all of our offensive concerns that yeah. we've had early yeah. this year, yeah. uh, the one that bothers me the most is our, is our short yardage. Our failure in short yardage situations. Yeah. Uh, that's that's something that we had gotten better at. Uh, we we need to figure that out uh, to keep drives alive. I think that's a bigger situation for us, yeah. especially when you're running the football pretty well like yeah. Tennessee is. You got to figure that out. Hey Jim Peters, I see they've got your table set, a couple baby chairs, McConkey. I see McConkey <laughs> and one. Uh, okay, um, so. That's when you know. That's when you know. Bino, you got a partner over there. When you can kid kid around with these people and feel comfortable enough, you know. Yeah, you. Because those guys will whip me. McConkey will come over here and whip me. No. Put me in a headlock. Pile drive me on the concrete. Mondays when you know that if you've still got a sponsor. <laughs> well, that's a good point. You know, one thing Watson Brown said that I want you to think about during our timeout. He said, "Fans want to see Nico play." He gets it. He's been there and done that. Yeah. You recruit this quarterback, everybody wants to see him play. Watson said what people don't realize is you got a guy in Joe Milton that's played very little football. He's been around a he's been on a field a long time, but he's played very little, and fans don't want to hear this. But the truth is the guy is an inexperienced guy that they're trying to grow. And he said, You guys want to turn the page. But the football team's trained for this season. And, you know, somewhere in there lies logic. Because I hear what he's saying. You've got to get Nico in that game last week in the third quarter. I mean, what? I understand what Watson's saying. I want you to, I want you to speak on this. But last week, you didn't serve anybody well with that. I mean, how bad was Milton in that third quarter last week? Versus if they had just left him out, let Nico, I want you to talk about that when we continue. The other thing he said is, he said, and I'm not here to cover for Joe Milton. He said he hasn't been great. He said, but Tennessee's wide receivers, unlike last year's wide receivers, which might be why they don't do the, some of the things that Trey was just asking about. He said they do not, do not finish routes they do not read options the way he said they have options for those receivers in space he said and they are not reading them the way last year's receivers did which is why guys aren't open that's what he's saying now i want to get your thoughts we'll come back 865-200-5402 we've got a tremendous amount of calls we're going to do it as we continue on the other side right after this this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Food, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah, they're great here at Foodland. This week, we actually have two different sales going on. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, whole boneless pork loins, two thirty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. But we also have a $5 Friday sale happening only Friday, and that includes ribeye steaks, $5 each, DiGiorno frozen pizzas, $5 each, and 15-pound bag of potatoes, $5 each. Wow, great deals right there. And like you said, you can get the Friday only, or you can get the whole week going there. So, again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., very convenient. Miles, thank you, as always. Uh, you got some great deals. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you back. little break in the action here. Evan is here with his friends, the Forever 41 crew. That's their, uh, that's their sponsor. So shout out Forever 41. Forever 21, eat your heart out. But these guys here, these guys here do a road trip every year. And they are here. Tell, tell us about what you guys do, you and your buddies. This is what college football is all about. Well, this is the sixth year we've done it. We've been doing it since 2018. So uh, Macon and I and another buddy of ours that's flying in in a couple hours uh, uh, all lived in Chicago for years, became close friends, would go to, like, Big Ten games and uh, Northwestern and Notre Dame games, everything around Chicago for years. And Macon moved away with his wife in uh, 2018, and we decided one way to make sure, no matter what, once a year we were all getting together, we decided to keep the college football theme alive. And we also, despite uh, our Chicago roots, all have ties to the South. I'm a Tulane man myself. Boom. And decided uh, to check off bucket list items and go to someplace in the South every year that we've never been. And we started in 2018 with the world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Georgia versus Florida. A fake game. And, Continue. And we made some friends with the Georgia fans, and they said, we got to come up to Athens. And so the next year we went up to Athens, had a great time there when they played Texas A&M in 2019. Um, I went solo as COVID obviously shut things down, but uh, I was in Florida surviving COVID. And uh, uh, went to Gainesville versus uh, Arkansas, 
And uh, when things p- open back up. Damn, and- how depressing. COVID football in Gainesville. I yeah. can't imagine how depressing that was. Continue. It was. It no, was. No, I'm telling you, that sounds. It, Gainesville's I- depressing enough. Gainesville, I mean, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. 2021 now. Yeah, 2021, uh, we went to the Grove, and that was nice. That was one, unlike the world's largest cocktail party. It really, for those that haven't been, uh, and for those like listening, it really, that's one of those bucket list things. It really lives up to the hype. Well, here's a problem here, right? In, In this league, the way the scheduling has been for forever. Now, they're getting ready to get away from that, but you wouldn't visit Ole Miss, but every 10 years. I mean, when's the last time we played in Ole Miss? I can't even. When? When is the last time? Uh, I mean, Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin's one year. Was that the last time we were? I, I mean, it's been forever. Anyway, so you went there. That's a really, really cool scene. Uh, last year, where'd you guys go? Uh, last year, we decided to branch out of the SEC. We went to Clemson. Right. And uh, that was uh, for College Game Day, uh, NC State. And at the time, a big game, but... Uh, That's neat, man. And also, yeah, I got a preview uh, of just how much, how overrated Clemson was. We knew damn well that uh, you guys would clobber them in the Orange You knew ball. it? Yeah. You knew it? Yeah, they they don't have that SEC speed. Hey, talk to me. Tell me about this now, right? So you guys are from, you guys are from um, Chicagoland, yeah. which I love. Like, I saw your Cubs hat. I'll tell anybody this. If you've never seen a game in a Wrigley Field, do yourself a favor. Go see a baseball game in Wrigley Field. That is just a next-level experience, absolutely next level. That stadium right there that you're going to walk in has that old, even though they've kind of glammed it up, you know. I mean, when you look at it, it just still has that feel so, some of these places are just real. You guys are going to walk. You guys are in for a real treat because you appreciate the concept of Southeastern Conference football. You guys are all in that Big Ten footprint, but you make your trips in the SEC. So obviously there's something about this that calls your name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's just no place like uh, the expression uh, Saturdays down south. Yeah. And uh, it just. Well, uh, again, uh, unintentionally barring the slogan, it just means more down yeah. here. And so we like that. And so, um, yeah, been there, done that in the Midwest, born yep. and raised. So decided to uh, keep it down south. So what do you what do you make of this scene right here? Here we are where it's, it's noon. Look at all these people that are out here. I mean, when I turned around, we had a line of folks to get in this morning. This place is like jam-packed. My uh, sponsors over there can't even get seated. I mean, it's so crazy in here right now. Uh, I'm getting ready to lose a sponsor here in about five minutes. Um, but this is wild, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we get, we got a day and a half until kickoff, yep. and uh, this place is just getting de- uh, just absolutely wild. I. Uh, compared to the other schools we've been to, I've yeah. never seen anything like this. Even even Oxford was quite quiet the day He's before the game. He's never seen anything like it. He's never seen anything like it, y'all. Already. You guys are already blowing his mind. All right, introduce the Forever 41 crew to us here. What do we have moving left to right here? Go ahead, uh, give it to me. The guy with the dolly shirt on, uh, who is this? Uh, we got JJ, John Jeremias right here. John Jeremias. Welcome, brother. How you doing? 
And he's got yeah. his do- he's got his Dolly shirt on. Okay. Sorry, I didn't next- give your alias. Who's this? My next- apologies. Who's this next to us here? All right, this is Macon Foscu the fourth. All right, good to see you. And who's absent here? Uh, Scott Jackson. Scott. So he has deep, deep roots okay. uh, here in the state of Tennessee. All right. So, yeah, we are Chicago boys through and through. He is actually the great, 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 great grandson of President Andrew Jackson. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. I'm not making that up. Hey, if you tell them that outside that gates tomorrow when you're trying to park... They're going to charge you like triple. Uh, you let Danny White know that guy's got some money in his pants <laughs> and in his pockets. He's going to get it out of his pockets tomorrow. But you guys have a great time. Hey, great having these folks. Just give them a round of applause. That's what we do here. And you'll find a, a highly accommodating. Thank you, my friend. Good, good, good having you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Good seeing you guys. Yeah, thank you. Jeff. Experience the germs. All right, we're going to go back to our busy phones, 865-200-5402. If you want to join us on the program, I've lost Bino here momentarily. Let's get Joseph in here with us as we've got some South Carolina fans down below here with us. Hey, welcome, Carolina fans. Great to have you guys. Great to have you guys. Uh, Let's get our next call in. Joe, hello. Welcome in. Is that me? Welcome in, Joe. Yes, it is. Hey, Tony. Long time no talk. This is Joseph. Uh, I just had a couple questions about uh, with your sources and stuff about Joe Milton. I've not been able to listen much this week. And yeah. thanks again for hooking me up with Marcus. Uh, I, was, I was the one that you talked to about that wreck. Uh, but uh, his knee, and plus, I was curious about uh, if you think uh, the 17 seniors... Is this a game that you think they're going to show up? Because we really need some leadership out there on that field in games like, you know. Well, the 17 seniors, Joe, to your point, and Joe, I hope you're getting better, man, after your wreck. That's scary stuff. But the the 17 seniors game, Bino, tomorrow, that's the thing you count on. Because those guys all know, those guys experience the low lows here. Yeah. And – Surely South Carolina kept Tennessee out of the playoff last year. That's what happened last year. Yeah, I, I think anyone that was associated with that roster last year, yeah, if they're not prepared to play tomorrow, they never will be. That's a really good point. As for Joe Milton and his knee, uh, you know what? Tennessee's so tight-lipped, and they're so, um, what's the word, dishonest? about injuries that I believe he's going to be just fine. Now, if he gets hurt, if he gets hit early in that game and somebody leans on him and, and you know, and brings him to the ground because it's a rough game out there, could he re-aggravate it? I would think that's in the realm of possibility. Wouldn't you, Bina? Yeah, I, I expect more tomorrow the issue to be he'll probably – He'll probably still wear a brace, which is going to take away yeah. some mobility anyway. So. Yeah. But at the end of the day. And they may be, unfortunately, they may be a little bit more careful about him carrying the ball. Running the ball. We need him to do it. Yeah. You know, tomorrow, though, when you look at South Carolina's defense. Just line up and run it. Run it at him. him. Yeah, that's the deal. Anything else for us, Joe? Uh, no, I got 42-20. 42-20, brother. We got you down. Joe's got 42-20, and I appreciate the call. Thank you. 
865-200-5402. A guy that coached, a guy that coached at South Carolina is now joining us. Last week he was ripped. He was vilified. Uh, I thought that was really cheap of Ryan Day. I didn't think that was a good look of Ryan Day at all. Bino, did you? Especially after his moronic brain tried to kick an extra point at the end of that game. What were they doing? Uh, I'd say Ryan Day better get his ripping in while he can because Michigan beats him again. Yeah. This is it. I'll tell you this. I think Penn State's going to beat him too. You know, Penn State's a team nobody's talking about. Full disclosure, I come from a Penn State family. Generally, Penn State cannot compete with the two top teams in that league. I was telling my brother this this week, I, I think Penn State's going to get, he said, Tony, the game's at Ohio State. I said, I don't care where the game is. I think Penn State's going to get them this year. But let's bring Coach Lou in now without further ado. Winners and losers. Uh, Coach Lou is a fixture on that. Uh, Coach Lou, uh, the South Carolina faithful are here right now. What do you got to say to them? Well, I mean, I think they're excellent fans down there. Sometimes, you know, some of the more uneducated ones don't always, you know, see the way we do as coaches and everything that we got going on here inside the film room and on the sidelines. But, hey, listen, instant gratification. They all want to win every single game. They're a fa- fabulous fan base down there. And, you know, here's the thing. I left it stocked pretty, pretty well for Coach Spurrier. You know, and I really expected him to do a lot more with what I left him with. Coach, South Carolina does have some special fans, though. We, we've got a bunch of them here today. And, and, we, and you know, we welcome them, Coach. You, you took that job at a time where that job had bottomed out. I remember, you know, remember that T. Martin game? I think that might have been uh, Coach either Coach's first year or the year before he got there, but I think T. Martin completed like 22 passes in a row on them. Yeah, 23, I think. I don't know if Lou was there at that point. His first year, they went 0-11, I believe. Yeah, Coach, you you kind of built that thing up, and then Spurrier sort of took it to a higher level. That's got to make you feel pretty good, Coach. That's got to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, listen, I mean, I was there. I was blessed to be there five years, and I started in 99. I took over a pretty... I mean, it was pretty abysmal when I took it over. But, you know, here's the thing. My record speaks for itself. And I, I'm not on here to pop me. But, you know, I, I'd love to have us get down a debate with Crying Day. I mean, this guy, he's got to be your host there. By the way, happy birthday to this guy. I, I, I think it's just, just unbelievable. I mean, I think Penn State's got something for him. I think Michigan's going to lay the wood to him. You know, Coach, he really... He really ripped into you last week. You really touched the nerve with him about how physical they are. Tell me what you see in this Tennessee team, uh, Coach Holtz. Well, I think it's tempo. I mean, I think this team is, uh, I think it's, you know, they want to, I think, underestimate. Everybody wants to talk about air raid, wants to do this, Joe Milton, Aaron Al, all the time, Josh Eiple. Listen, Eiple loves to run the football and even though it's not a traditional fast mouth between the tackles they look for mismatches and i think this guy's going to find mismatches the question will be and i don't know if you guys have touched on it or not but can joe milton can he make complete some of those touch passes because he's got a cannon but listen it's like a guy coming out of the bullpen if he can His throw name's... off and control 90 Nine His name's Milton. Good. His name is Milton, man. Not Joe Milson. Milton. 
Yeah, he's a fantastic talent. I'd love to have time, you know, little tutelage with him. I mean, I think this guy's got special. And listen, I think Raccoon White on the outside, he could be sensational. I think South Carolina's unbelievable uh, defense last year at the end of the year. I think just a totally different team. I think, listen, I'm, I'm pulling for South Carolina. I love Rocky Top. I always love to get a vanilla milkshake before the game over there from the beautiful strip. And uh, I tell you, it's, uh, I think Tennessee's going to win this game comfortably. Coach, thank you. Uh, Coach Lewis spoken. He's picking He's picking the Vols to comfortably win tomorrow. <laughs> I, I don't know what to think about that, but there you go. We'll put him down for 45 to 14, 865-200-5402. Bino, you and I were talking earlier about Watson Brown. <clears throat> Watson Brown's appearance on here on Wednesdays. Wednesdays with Watson. And Watson said, boy, look at Peter's down there in the sun, shining like this. Look at him, shining in the sun, man. <laughs> Living the life. Watson said that our, our team right now, that the head coach did the right thing last week by leaving Joe Milton in the game on, in the third quarter, even though the fans hate it, the fans want to turn a page, want to see the kid play, whatever it is. Want to see the kid, I don't know if they want to turn a page. That's not fair to our fan base, but they want to see the kid play. He said Joe Milton's played so little football, so little football, that they're still trying to grow him. He said, and you guys don't understand that. Who's right, who's wrong? A guy like me that says Nico should have played in the third quarter? Or a guy like Watson Brown who says the coaching staff's correct. Who's right? I, I, I'm Tony. With apologies to you, I'm going to go with Watson Brown every time if it's decision making between a fan and a football coach. But I, I really believe that Nico gets in the game earlier if if we stop them on their first possession of the second half. They come in and score the first possession of the second half. They get it back real quick. They score again. And then all of a sudden you're you're in a 17-point game again rather than 31. Uh, I don't – I would like to have seen Nico have an opportunity to play a little bit more than he's played at this time. Uh, but I do, t- I do trust this coaching staff much more than the previous two or three in their determination of when to play the youngster and when not to. I will tell you this, Bino. I've had flooding my email box this week. I don't know why they don't call, but they're accusing Heupel of not playing the kid because he wants to be, quote-unquote, right about Joe Milton. I don't know what that means. But that's what fans are saying. Respond to those people that say, hey, this is all conspiracy. They only put Nico in there when he's got third-teamers around him. and The poor Thornton guy right now. Couldn't catch a cold in a room full of sick kids. So talk to me. I believe that Josh Heupel is going to put a quarterback on the field that he thinks gives him the best chance to win a football game, regardless if he's a senior, if he's a freshman, what he is. Yep. Uh, maybe Joe Milton is his blind spot, yep. you know, the one blind spot in his career, but I don't, I don't believe that's the case. I think Nico will be a better college quarterback than Joe Milton. Probably by a, a good margin. He's not now. Fans don't like it, Pino. He's not right now. You got people shaking their heads at you. 
They don't like it. Really not a lot we can do about it, is there? Second piece, second piece from Watson Brown, second piece. He said, I know you guys want to blame Joe Milton for everything. He said, I know that's talk radio, and that's kind of what you do. And He said, but the truth is, Tennessee's wide receivers are not helping him. These guys, he compared it to Mouse Davis's run-and-shoot offense, the old USFL days. Look it up, kids. But he says the receivers have options on these plays he calls them vertical options of depending on what the secondary or the db assigned to them is doing they can do that on a pass he said these guys are getting out of their breaks too slow it's causing milton to hold on to the football longer than he wants to and it's more than just blaming the quarterback he does not think the wide receivers are up to last year's standards again i'm going to ask you this do you buy that i do I don't think there's a single area on this year's offense that's improved over last year with the possible exception runabout. And that includes your offensive coordinator. I think that we've taken a step down in every unit from last year. So you're even singling out the OC? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's an adjustment period here. Yes. Uh, for him learning and the head coach learning for them to work together. I mean, that's just natural when you've had – the same coordinator, offense coordinator, for yeah. however long, maybe your entire head coach career. And the thing I've heard about our Alex Golish, who's having some success right now, by the way, at South Florida. Nobody expected that because he doesn't, he doesn't have a team at all around him. But he's actually experiencing some early success there. I hear a couple things about him. First of all, I hear he is a real, 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 real rectum. A really hard guy to get to get along with. He, he did not mind playing the heavy for Josh Heupel. Let's put it that way. He was the bad cop in the room. He was the guy that if things weren't organized offensively, he was jumping people. Which, you know what? That's kind of what they said about Cutcliffe when he was here. He was the tough guy behind the scenes. Yeah. He was the, um, what's the word, uh, detail guy, Yeah, all that stuff. It's interesting. It's interesting because Tennessee so far has been a team that's kind of um, stubbed its own toe offensively. It's what happened in Gainesville. It's worth watching whether or not that happens as we go through the year on the road. Uh, again, I, I have concerns like everyone else about I got it about Joe Milton, certain areas of his game. Uh, but I think Tennessee's offensive woes to this point. Thank you, Frosties. Have been more. And Nico. Have more, been more complete unit yep. rather than quarterback issues. I, I, I thought Garantano, most of his time, it was much more quarterback issues than it is now. But you know what? I've even come to feel a little sorry for, for Garantano because when you have five, oh, yeah. four or five offensive oh. coordinators or whatever it was. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone had a tougher path to success yeah. as a Tennessee quarterback than Garantano. I know one thing, though, just thinking back on Garantano, and then we'll go back to our phones. If I were in math class with him, he's the last guy I'm cheating with looking off his paper. And let me tell you something. In college, I looked off a few papers to get through UT. He's the last guy in math. Okay? The last guy in math. That guy can't count the five. 
They got six. They got five. They got four. They got five. They got five. I better get somebody over here to block. They got six. I got five. I mean, this poor guy. Anyway, let's go back to our phones, and we'll get W. Lynn in here. W. Lynn, welcome in. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? Hey, W. Lynn. Hey, W. Lynn. I want to say a happy birthday to Beano, and uh, also a shout-out to my friends and compatriots from TLD Logistics. Uh, I'm glad they're there. I wish I was there with them. And uh, Jim Peters, Beano, you, you might remember this. His accent is Back Bay, Boston. That comes from How Do You Do, Mrs. Wiley. You remember that, Beano? Absolutely. Tony, do you? He, uh, t- Tony remembers. Ernest T. Bass, Back Bay, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim Peters has got it nailed. He's a Southerner. He's like you, Tony. He's a true Southerner that just happened to be born up north. That's right. That's right. True Southern. That's right. And that Pat McAvee guy, man, that that guy last weekend, by the end of the weekend, he was red as a lobster. You know, did you all see him late in the weekend? He'd been out in the sun everywhere. That and I McAfee don't know why guy, he's on TV. That McAfee guy is an acquired taste at the very least. He is the world's worst. He is the bro of bros. Yeah, he, somebody had a sign up that said, Hey, Pat, you were just a punter at one of the game days. I love that. But, uh, guys, I, uh, I timed the commercials during the Florida game. I hit my info button. And I didn't have a stopwatch, but I hit my info button, wrote down the time, and when they came back yeah. to the game, 54 minutes in commercials. You believe that, Pino? Fifty-four minutes. Fifty-four minutes and four quarters, Pino. You believe it? I believe it. They've added a good fifteen to twenty minutes, and I don't care what they tell us. They're ripping off college football fans because you're now seeing more less college football than ever before, and the games are just as long. What a joke! What a bait and switch joke that is. Yeah, and I, I don't know why they can't do like I know on the Braves games they'll have the game on half the screen and a commercial on the other half. Why can't they do that stuff? Amen to that, brother. But uh, you that know the true. twenty-one minute halftime was there too. But I'm not. I'm all for the halftime. That's part of college football. I knew Dr. Julian. I've known people in the band. I do not want to shorten the halftime. Well, but you know what. I've seen a couple of the bros, the McAfee bros out there. I'm not saying he sang it, but they said if you really want to shorten these games, do away with halftime and marching bands at halftime. They say it's time we get away from that. It's 2023. I couldn't disagree with that more, Bino. How about you? No, that's nonsense. I couldn't disagree with that more. You, you, you steal the pageantry, you steal yep. the heart. This is not NFL light with 12-minute halftimes. That's not what we're doing here. To me, that's communist, and 40 years ago, I'd have said that's why Russia's winning the Olympics. You can't do away with the band. That's part of it. Interesting. But once again, you know me, Tony. I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, in the last 18 games, we're nine and nine against South Carolina. That's the deal. So, so we need to be the 12th man. If you're going to that game, if you're a student, save your voice. Yep, you got to yep. make it like the Alabama game last year. Make them yep. jump offside. Yep. 
it, it, it's the biggest game of the year. I mean, that's just what it is right now. The biggest game of the year, and we have to win, and my score is 36-20. W. Lynn, we've got you down. We're taking scores in honor of Bino's birthday, and thank you, W. Lynn, for the call. Nobody's picked Carolina in the upset, Bino. I might do that just to claim the prize in case it happens, you know? It, it wouldn't be a bad tack, Tony. Really? They're zagging, we zig. They zig, we zag. And you're going to give yourself the prize? Well, I mean, it's about time I won something. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's right. Hey, Bino, uh, I want to thank my friends at Calhoun's on the River. Before, during, and after the game on your Tennessee football weekend, this is the destination for you, make no mistake about it, in America's college sports city. Boom! I want to thank the crowd here for being here. We're going to continue our conversation, but to the radio listener, we're going to leave you. Y'all are incredible. The South Carolina fans that have traveled to this game, we love y'all. Enjoy your. We want you to have a safe visit. If you encounter these folks, you take care of them and treat them with respect. That's how we do it in Rocky Top.